0: Flight you're clear
1: for takeoff. Just like a flight plan, you have to know where you're going and how you will get there when you plan for retirement. Let Ryan Fleming help you chart out a course for your retirement with his intimate knowledge of financial planning and the airline industry. It's time for the Pilot's Advisor. It's time for another edition of the Pilots Advisor Podcast. Walter Storholt here with Ryan Fleming, financial advisor at Fleming Financial Group, serving you worldwide, based out of Georgia in uh, the United States. Find uh, Ryan online by going to FlemingFG.com. That's FlemingFG.com. I-, I needed to specify Georgia in the United States, Ryan, because you know you're an international man. You travel all over the world, and we have international listeners. We've registered listeners in all sorts of foreign countries over the years. So that's pretty cool.
0: Well, it's amazing some of the places where I actually have meetings <laughs> with my clients. You you would laugh at some of the places I meet up with people and have I have uh, advisor meetings, we'll say, or you know. It, but I have not done that in Georgia.
1: It is uh, it is interesting because you know a lot of the uh, podcasts that uh, that I work with, you know, we do pick up listeners from other countries because the way the stats work, if you travel somewhere and you listen to the show in that location, that's where the listen registers from. So, the, you know, in, the, in terms of the download stats, so, like, there's, uh, there's a guy that I helped do a podcast with that uh, he has, like, a whole bunch of downloads from Luxembourg, and I told him one day, and I was like, I don't know if this is, uh, you know, just spam or just, like, a glitch in the system, and he was like, huh, he's like, I've got uh, a client, uh, in fact, two of them that travel to Luxembourg frequently for business. And so they must be listening to the podcast, <laughs> because they will probably listen to it when they travel. So, no surprise that your show has a lot of international hits on uh, the download stats. With you know pilots flying all over the place, obviously kind of being our uh, bread and butter listenership. So, it's pretty cool in any event. So yes, Georgia in the United States, not yeah. Georgia the country or somewhere else.
0: I wonder if there's Lake is a, Lanier, Lake in, Lanier outside of Atlanta. There so you go. On.
1: Is there another Georgia? Like, is there a, a Georgia France or a Georgia? There's got to be
0: right. Other oh, absolutely. I, I don't. I don't know any you? of them offhand, but I mean, I'm sure with this uh, quick Google sh- search, they're all over the place.
1: I'll, I'll have to see if I can uh, work on that during the show while uh, while you're answering some of these questions. Maybe I can slide in a Google a Google search here in a minute. Uh, well, we've got a great show on the way for you today. We're gonna flip things upside down a little bit. So, Ryan, I think you know every couple of episodes, we're talking about something that's got the word "common" in it, right? Common 401k questions, common uh, frequently asked questions about retirement, mistakes that you shouldn't make, common mistakes that people make, you know, all all that sort of thing. We're going to flip it upside down and say, all right, what are the things that never happen? the things that nobody says about the financial world? We're going to go in that direction today, and I think it's going to teach us some good lessons as to why we never hear anybody say these things all right so to drive the point home and make the concept simple here's a little one for you to start off with it has to do with roth iras somebody sitting across from you ryan has it ever happened where they say i really regret putting money into that
0: roth ira every year (laughs) well i thought i've heard it all but no i have not heard somebody say that The power, the power of a Roth is amazing. What, what I'm, what I'm more concerned about is it's a, it, it's unfortunate with the amount of uh, pilots I deal with that I'm in the discussion and that are in their fifties, maybe early sixties, and because a Roth IRA hasn't been around for that long, they have no real idea of how a Roth works, or that with the last contract change, as they become more and more prevalent that you have a roth option in your 401k plan. And it's it's so sad to me because it is such a such a huge huge thing. You know, small little changes that you can make now that will really have a drastic effect on your retirement.
1: That's a great point. Yeah, nobody regrets, you know, that tax-free income that they're able to then create out of those accounts at the end of their lives. So, um, often people it's the opposite, right? They wish they'd put in a lot more.
0: Absolutely. You know, pay, pay the government now and tell them to go away.
1: Yeah, there you go. That's not a bad deal at all. The, the crazy Uncle Sam, you don't want to come to the holiday party. That's, uh, that's for sure. All right, another example. Somebody said it across from you in the airport, which is your office many of the times. In retrospect, you know, I should have spent more and saved less over the years because now I just don't know what to do with this pile of money before I die. Have you ever had anybody that's such a miser and then regrets it that much when they come to meet with you?
0: Well, the one I really hear, you know, not so much that, but what I really hear is nobody wishes they would have worked more. And so I deal with a lot of people that are type A personalities, you know, they're out there really want to provide for their family. But as you get in your later years, you realize that those moments, those moments that you missed at home or those moments that you had with your, your children before they go off to college, how much more important those are than the money aspect. And amongst the, uh, the pilot community, uh, I'd say a lot of a lot of, you know, even my mentors tell tell some of the younger pilots to to stay home and enjoy some of those times with your kids because you're going to have plenty of time to make money once they're gone.
1: And it's another great point. Yeah. Uh, time starts to become just as valuable as the dollars in your pockets at some point, And uh, you can never get any more of that time back as we've all heard those sayings before, by yeah, the way. It, oh, yeah. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. I just wanted to interject a little bit more on that, too. Um, I think that people do, you know, if, if you plan and you're responsible early on, you do have, you're sitting on a pile of, you know, money when you're later in your years, but it goes back to, to a couple things. Number one, yeah, absolutely. You need to live life as well. Life's too short, live life. But if you get started early, then you have options, but you can't go, you can't do it the other way around. You can't spend all your money through your thirties and forties and then have a good retirement. But if you're responsible and you start saving early, you have a lot of options once you get into your 40s, 50s, and 60s to, to take that time off or do other things.
1: Yeah, and just because you're saving money when you're younger doesn't mean you can't still have fun, right? Like the two aren't mutually exclusive.
0: <laughs> exactly. You can do both.
1: Yeah. Okay, maybe you're going to put off the, that round-the-world 45-country you know, eight-month trip tour. Uh, when you're thirty five, but that doesn't mean you can't have fun in the meantime doing some other activities. So
0: well, this this is kind of funny, but I, I, I remember when I was this is kind of how I got into the business because I watch how fiscally irresponsible some of my buddies were that were you know lieutenants or captains at the time in the military. And I remember one of the things I started talking to him about. I was like, you could go out and still have a great time. Just don't buy a round of drinks for the whole bar. Take that extra money and just invest it. <laughs> and I remember that being a topic of conversation of, you know, with some uh, for the Navy guys out there, the incense or, you know, for Army or Air Force when we we're all young lieutenants out there, you know, having a good time. But but, uh, you know, not have, not making a lot of money, but just put something away.
1: There is a little bit of that culture. You know, I think about the uh, the NFL and uh, you, you certainly know a lot of folks who have gone through the NFL, Ryan. Uh, from your time playing football at the Air Force Academy and uh, the the relationships that you've kept over the years. And I know that there's all that pressure on rookies in the NFL to pick up these. You know, we've all seen the stories of them picking up enormous dinner tabs. All the rookies have to pick up this, you know, $50,000 meal. And it's like all fun and games, and it's laughing because, you know, these guys are making really good money even as a rookie, but it's like oh we're teaching terrible financial lessons like the 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 you know financial component inside of me is like this is a terrible standard to set like <laughs> no wonder we hear so many stories of those guys then hitting financial trouble later on later on because right out of the gate you're really not doing uh, fiscal responsibility at the at the outset of your career which is you know not how it should be so uh, it always hurts me time. when i see those guys you know
0: <laughs> yeah we don't have enough time to talk about all the the things that happen around the nfl with money and how you know how many people say they make a ton of money over their career and have nothing to show for it later on it is truly truly a sad thing and uh, you know and also sadly amongst the pilot community I, I you know there's a lot of people that live paycheck to paycheck and I don't know what they spend it on without saving a little bit, but it, it, it happens.
1: Yeah, it can. Uh, it's a slippery slope, right? The more you start spending, that lifestyle creep can happen to any of us, not just with any of these professions. Uh, certainly can happen to any of us. You know, he was in the news uh, recently for a really good game. The uh, Bengals defeated the uh, Steelers in December. The Bengals haven't been in the news much. But do, do you know the player Giovanni Bernard who plays for the uh, the Bengals?
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: So uh, I got to uh, cover Gio when he played at UNC and uh, was in the stands when he had his famous touchdown return against NC State for the victory, but then also covered him as uh, when I was in you know, news and sports coverage uh, during my UNC days. And uh, I always thought it was so interesting. Uh, very humble guy, easygoing. And when he got into the NFL, it was the season that they were doing the HBO Hard Knocks um, stories oh, yeah. yep. and following players around. And I remember it was big news, and everybody was laughing about it, the fact that he drove his mom's minivan around his whole rookie season. And he wanted to be fiscally responsible and try not to spend a whole bunch of money. He was living in a small apartment and driving his mom's minivan around all the time. And guys were just, you know, ragging on him the whole time. But I was just like, there you go, Gio, good job. You're being being responsible your first season in the NFL. So you just don't hear a lot of stories about that.
0: Well, absolutely not. Talk about things that uh, nobody says. (laughs) You know, that's a perfect example, and I wish there was more uh players like him setting a good example and having it you know where they have it figured out
1: he rocks um, uh, he rocks a pretty sweet mustache these days too if you've seen any of the uh, <laughs> yeah any of the headshots he looks like he's about 60 years old now yeah yeah yep. as a well, 30 year old
0: uh, a story i like to tell because i have a, a a friend of mine who is a, a agent for nfl players and he was telling me a story you know he, he actually i get to hear a lot of stories that are just you know make you sick to your stomach but the latest one was one of his, <clears throat> excuse me, one of his players got a a seven hundred thousand dollar check, which you know was like an installment check, and that player two weeks later was calling him up because he didn't have enough money to pay for his cell phone bill. Oh my gosh! And I don't even know if I could spend that much money in a matter of uh, two weeks. Yeah, I mean, unbelievable. I don't know what I'd. I mean, what what, what could you possibly do to spend seven hundred thousand dollars in two weeks?
1: Very expensive tastes yeah. or or gave it away to a lot of people, which I know is definitely a problem too. A lot of f- folks from the past you want to hook up and help them out, and you know you, if a lot of these guys may have hangers on that you got to be careful of that, that all of a sudden that money just starts bleeding out of your pockets mm-hmm. but still seven hundred dollars two uh, seven hundred thousand in two weeks that's a lot of spending pretty quick. Well, hey there. We hope you're enjoying listening to The Pilot's Advisor today. Just wanted to take a quick moment from the show to remind you that if you have any questions ever about what Ryan talks about on the program, need any assistance with your financial planning, need some guidance to get to and through retirement, or whatever financial questions might be on your mind, don't ever hesitate to reach out. The simple way to get in touch with Ryan is to pick up the phone and call or text 843-475-3038 again that's 843-475-3038 you can also find ryan online at flemingfg.com that's flemingfg.com and as always we put contact information to get in touch with ryan in the description or the show notes section of the program so just check it out on whatever app you're using and it's easy to get in touch with ryan all right now back to the show We're talking about the things that nobody says, leading to some good stories on today's show. By the way, quick aside, I did do some Googling. There are three countries that also have a city named Georgia within its borders. Also, inside the U.S., there are several other states with a Georgia inside of them. Uh, There's a Georgia-Alabama, a Georgia-Indiana, a Georgia-Kansas, a Georgia-Louisiana, a Georgia-New Jersey, and a Georgia-Texas. So lots of Georgias uh, in terms of city names. Uh, obviously, there's the state of Georgia, and then we have a city named Georgia in Jamaica. In fact, three of them in three of Jamaica's states, and then one Georgia city in Zimbabwe. So there you go.
0: We we do have. And if you're ever in the Atlanta area, there's the, every the, single street is called Peachtree.
1: There you go. That's right. And have you ever episode. been to Atlanta? I have been. I uh, the first time I went to Atlanta, I was. I was blown away by how wide the highways were. I, I never, oh, yeah. I never thought that that was possible to have that many lanes of traffic. I remember my mind just being blown cause I just, I th- I was pretty young still, um, and I n- just had never driven on a road that had more than like, you know, four or five lanes of, of traffic. And I get into, you know, coming into Georgia down 85 and I don't know, it was, I think I counted like 12, 12 lanes at one point, maybe even more than that. It was, it was wild.
0: I have that exact same memory as a kid because you know we'd drive all night to go to Florida for the beach. You know when I think when I was twelve was the first time I did that, and I woke up in the middle of the night because my dad's you know driving an all nighter and we're driving through Atlanta and it was like oh my lord you know it was like literally eight lanes on one side of the road and you're going underneath the city and everything else it's all lit up and uh, it's funny how your perspective changes because now I'm on that those roads you know. Now it's regularly. Like, it's, it's
1: old. It doesn't it doesn't blow you away anymore, right? Yep. Yeah, I remember the uh, the width of the lanes and then um, the bridges crisscrossing overhead. You know the the other highways crossing overhead that seemed like they were miles up in the air and just how expansive it all felt uh, was was very dramatic the first time driving through and seeing that. So pretty cool. Uh, good trips down memory lane on today's show. All right, let's get to our next thing that nobody says and what that tells us. And what lessons it can teach us about the financial world. Let's talk about life insurance. Somebody sitting across from you, Ryan, and uh, they've just lost a loved one—in fact, a spouse—and they say, "You know what? The life insurance payout that I got when my spouse died was a little insulting because it's like they thought I couldn't handle the finances without some help." <laughs> it's a weird Where do you one to come
0: up with this stuff. It's so funny.
1: It's a weird one to <laughs> laugh at, but uh, you know, it's it's such a like it's so unrealistic, right? And it, but it just shows how important it is to have proper life insurance in place right
0: well just the, the stress that it takes off of you know it's, it's bad enough when you have a something as horrible as the, the death of a, a loved one or a spouse and you know with that there's comes a lot of change and there's a lot of stress a lot of financial stress and so yeah I mean this is something that why insurance is so uh, amazing because not only can you leverage your money but imagine a nice big chunk of money tax-free um and it kind of helps out with funeral expenses or or just you know and you might have lost the the provider of the family and uh so yeah i mean insurance is definitely a a thing to discuss when you're talking about financial planning and and no i have not ever heard anybody say that
1: (laughs) i figured that was the case however the other side of the coin have you had people that haven't been uh, you know, properly covered with the life insurance coverage have they been kind of underestimating how much they might need or how that would benefit the family or help them?
0: Well, absolutely and and I don't see it as much with uh, you know the pilot group uh, being my niche of clients here because so many of these employer plans were were, were pretty well insured by the company. Um, but it becomes a factor when you retire. Um, you know, because you, that insurance goes away when you're no longer working for the Delta or the UPS or the FedEx. Um, but it kind of hits home to me because, you know, granted, I, you know, I had a job and I was financially stable and everything. But my father uh, passed away not last year, but two years ago. And so there I was with my stepmom. And of course, we're going through the process of at the funeral home or what, and everything else. And and, you know, my dad did not have any insurance. And so I remember that I cut a check to pay for the funeral expenses, um, you know, which is not something that I want to put my I don't want to put my kids in that situation. Um, But I but I did it because I didn't want I didn't want my stepmom to have to to be stressed out about the money. It's a good point,
1: though, that that some people think that you don't need insurance when you retire, like when you're no longer working and the kids are out of the house, you don't need to have insurance anymore. But that's a good illustration, even if we're not talking about wanting to carry you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars of insurance coverage on yourself to cover uh, an income and several years of income, even just something small can, can be really beneficial at that time for your family.
0: Well, and it just, it just hit home to me just how important it is to get your, your, your finances in order so it's not a, a stress on those that you, know, you leave behind or, or your children that have to clean up the mess because you didn't spend the time to get things organized.
1: That's a good point, Ryan. All right, another uh, shift of gears here, things nobody says. It makes me feel really patriotic. I mean really patriotic. I want to be the best at paying more taxes than I have to because I really want to support the United States of America, pay a whole bunch of taxes. So, Ryan, don't even talk to me about how I can pay less.
0: (laughs) Yeah, everybody tries to pay as many taxes as they can.
1: That one one is probably the farthest from out of left field as I could find.
0: Yeah, well, it's funny though because even that—I mean, truly, your patriotic duty is to legally pay as little taxes as possible. You know, I mean, that's truly what you should be doing. But so few people actually focus on strategic tax planning or even think about how they're going to be taxed in retirement. And this is a huge thing. I mean, the difference between a Roth or or pre-tax uh, contributions—I mean, it's going to drastically af- uh, affect how much how many taxes you pay in the future so it it, that ticking tax time bomb really is a conversation piece that that needs to happen and if you don't know what a ticking tax time bomb is you need to reach out to me so i can explain it to you
1: that's a great point ryan in fact you can also go to pilotsadvisor.com we'll link to it in the show notes of today's episode you can watch a webinar on the academic approach to investing that ryan employs show you how to not speculate and gamble with your money based on Nobel Prize winning research and then taxes becomes obviously a huge component of the planning process but that might be a good place to begin Uh, a 10-minute video that you can watch to sort of take some first steps into getting ready for retirement and your financial future that's pilotsadvisor.com where you can go to check that out have you ever wanted to learn more about the academic approach to investing and saving and planning for retirement that ryan talks about here on the pilots advisor well if so go visit pilotsadvisor.com pilotsadvisor.com. You can watch a quick webinar on the academic approach to investing. It'll show you how not to speculate and gamble with your money. It's all based on Nobel prize winning research. Only well, it takes about 10 minutes to get through the video and watch it it's going to be worth your time. I promise you go check it out right now. Pilotsadvisor.com. It's a webinar that covers that academic approach to investing pilotsadvisor.com. All right, back to the show. All right, last but not least, Ryan, one more uh, funny one here since we're in the realm of you know things that don't happen or nobody says. I love big market corrections. It's like a really fun roller coaster ride. In fact, 2008 and 2020, probably my favorite
0: years. <laughs> but it's either a roller coaster or a merry-go-round you choose (laughs) (laughs) or a little bit of both right (laughs) well you know the funny part about this is of course you know the the market Corrections and the roller coaster ride is definitely not something that's fun to deal with when you're in retirement but I try to put perspective on this for people because it's a natural market thing and so if you understand the rules of investing in the market you're gonna have market Corrections but what it really is for those that are saving for retirement it's an opportunity I mean it's an opportunity to buy in very very low. And so I just wish that um you know people would position themselves to take advantage of the opportunity or just understand that it it's just a part of the market.
1: Yeah, I think that's such a uh, such an important one, such a big one to bring up because you know, it's just when you get close to retirement, uh you can stomach those swings less and less. I'm sure you had a lot of conversations this year Ryan with folks who not only because of what was happening in the industry and continues to happen in the industry and some uncertainty there for many people in terms of the employment but then if you're looking at your your 401k at the exact same time taking, you know, humongous dives that's got to get old the closer you get to retirement and and cause even more, you know, struggle mentally, physically in in, in all ways as you try to get ready for those maybe final few years of your working life, it's it's tough.
0: And that's why you need to reach out to me because there's ways to combat that to where you're not gonna be stressed out about it and you know be ready, your, your portfolio is gonna be ready for swings like that. You know, Investing in the market, it's not as complicated as people think, you just have to follow the rules and you gotta take emotion out of it. And unfortunately, those are two things that the average investor is not very good at, but that's why I have a job and I wanna help you uh, uh, pave the way for a su- successful landing and retirement.
1: Well, if you have any questions about what we've talked about today or want to talk about putting together a financial plan and how you can get to and through retirement, all you have to do is pick up the phone, 843-475-3038. You can call or text Ryan there, 843-475-3038, or go online to FlemingFG.com, and you can email Ryan. It's Ryan at FlemingFG.com. Dot com, And we'll put all the contact info in the description of today's show. So just check the show notes section of your show, and you'll find the appropriate info there. Ryan, that's it for today's episode. Thank you for the time, and uh, playing along a little bit with some of these things that nobody says. But some good lessons, I think, embedded
0: in each of these examples. Kids say the darndest things. I wish I could hear investors say some of these things.
1: <laughs> that's fantastic. Yes, uh, when, next time you meet with Ryan, say something outlandish, you know. Uh, make him make him open his eyes up a little bit and say like what? Someone finally said one of these things. How how can I pay more taxes? <laughs> Somebody needs to mess with you, Ryan, and in, in your next appointment. Hopefully, somebody's listening and they're meeting with you soon, and they can uh, throw you for a little bit of a loop. See if they, we can see if we can prank you a little bit with some outlandish things. Tr-
0: trust do. me, Walter. With some of the listeners I know and some of the people I work with, it's going to happen. It's going
1: to happen now. All right, oh, yeah. good,
0: they'll, good. They'll take advantage of this opportunity that you set up.
1: I can't wait to hear the stories. A couple of episodes <laughs> down the line, that'll be great. Great. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time right back here on the pilot's advisor. You've been listening to The Pilot's Advisor, featuring Ryan Fleming, a financial advisor at Fleming Financial Group, serving clients worldwide, but based out of Charleston, South Carolina. If you have any questions for Ryan on what we've talked about on today's show, maybe a future topic idea, or want to talk more about getting a complimentary review of your financial plan, here's the best ways to get in touch. You can go online to the website FlemingFG.com. That's FlemingFG.com. You can also email Ryan. It's simply ryan at FlemingFG.com. Or you can call or text to get in touch. 843-475-3038 is the number. That's 843-475-3038. Thanks for listening to The Pilot's Advisor. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcasting apps. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, in many more locations. So whatever app you like to use, search for The Pilot's Advisor Podcast today and subscribe so you never miss an episode.
0: Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.